All right, fellas, you're up. This episode is especially for you. We're going to talk about prostate health. It's going to be one conversation that I'm having with you in a series of conversations regarding men's health, because at the time of this recording, it is June, which is Men's Health Month. And I think you are really going to appreciate this information. So in a moment, I'm going to come back on, but I'll be live as well on the Well Life TV. So I've got visuals on there and I do encourage you to go onto my YouTube channel, the Well Life TV and check it out so that you can see the images as I share. All right, let's do it. Fellas, welcome. And ladies who are watching, of course, I'm so glad that you are here as well. It is your well woman practitioner, Lashanna Moore of Holistically Well Center. And this is a special podcast episode for men's health. This is at the time of this recording, June. So it's Men's Health Month. Month, And I'm taking some time to talk to our kings, to our fellas out there. This is especially for you. So today we're going to start off this series of conversation by talking about prostate health. We don't want to take for granted that you know what prostate health is all about. And if you've been leery or if you've been concerned, uh, this episode is going to bring some understanding and bring some clarity and hopefully even some encouragement. The most important thing is that you feel supported, you feel informed, and that you feel empowered. That is the goal, so that you are empowered to action, to go and do what needs to be done, have the proper conversations, know more about your body, your sexual health, your reproductive health, your organs, and things like that. And so I've got some visuals as well. Those of you who are joining me via audio, I've also encouraged you to come on over to the Well Life TV and join me so that you can see the images. Now, guys, usually when I do episodes, with the ladies. I'm casual. I may dress up, but most of the time I dress down if you scroll through any of these episodes that I've done on the Well Life TV. But today for you, I've put on a jacket (laughs) Uh, just in honor of this special episode. And uh, I think that you're going to appreciate it. So as usual, when I start these episodes, I want to share with you the disclaimer of the information that's going to be shared. Uh, Information that is shared on these episodes are the beliefs and opinions of the host or also if I have a special guest. Health topics are not designed to treat or cure medical issues, which means you're still going to need to consult your physician, have a conversation with your physician. And then our spiritual episodes, anything that I talk about on a spiritual or inspirational uh, thought or belief or concern is from the foundation of my faith, my Christian faith. Now, with that being said, I do want to go ahead and jump into this talk with you. All right, so we're talking about prostate health. And so I want to show you where the prostate is. And I want to actually start by defining the prostate. So the prostate is a part of the male reproductive system, which includes your penis, the prostate, your seminal vesicles, and your testicles. If you look in the graph, for those of you who are listening, you won't be able to see this, but just listen and follow along with me. It's located right under your bladder. So your prostate is not anything that you can touch externally. It sits very deep within the groin and this region. It's right up under your bladder. And if you're looking at the image, you'll see that there's an arrow pointing to it. It's located right there under the bladder and in front of your rectum. It's about the size of a walnut. 
and it um and it surrounds the urethra. Now your urethra, which women have as well, different functions, but yours is the tube that empties urine from the bladder. And this is a very major uh, focal point on our conversation today. So just bookmark that and we're going to we're going to circle back to it talking about the tube that empties urine from the bladder. So the prostate's most important function is the production of a fluid that together with your sperm cells from the testicles and fluids from other glands make up semen. That's one of the most important functions of the prostate. So now with that being said, that also means that you can live without your prostate gland. So for those of you, I don't know the backstory of those of you who are watching, some of you who have been through some prostate challenges, maybe some of you who've been through treatment for prostate, some of you who have been through prostate uh, cancer and based on the treatment that your doctor has provided and some of the treatments that you've gone through, you may or may not have your prostate. Well, guess what? Good thing about this is that you can live a full, healthy, sexually healthy life without the prostate. All right. So I, I do want you to to know that and be assured in understanding that. All right. Let's move on to the next one. All right. So screening for the prostate it is very important and recommended by the American Urology Association for men 55 to 70 years old that you are screened for prostate cancer. However, it is also recommended men that by the time you turn 40, you should have your first prostate exam as well as a colonoscopy because the colonoscopy can also uh, identify some things for your doctor, your urologist that need to be seen. So by the time you turn 40, you will want to engage in these um in these uh, exams, you want to schedule for this exam. So I know that you're looking at this image that I have on the uh, screen and I'm going to share and explain to you how the prostate exam is done. Uh, before I go to that, let me take it off the screen so you won't be just looking at that. <laughs> Screening for prostate, as I said, is important. Recommended by the American Urology Association. Um, and let me, I want to, let me bring me on the screen because I meant to share this at the beginning. I need all men to watch this episode, regardless of your, uh, gender identification. If you were born with a penis and male reproductive organs and you still have them, I want you to watch and listen to this episode. Why? Because as long as you've got these organs and you've got uh, your reproductive, your reproductive organs and your prostate, you're going to want to know about keeping your prostate healthy. You're going to want to know and need to know about the signs of prostate challenge and really once again just about being well and being whole that's our mission holistically speaking is always giving information about being well and being whole so i need all of you to watch this and if you know others please gather them and invite them to see this so i just had to put that sidebar in there all right so by 40 you should have your first time exam these are usually conducted by a urologist so here we go. A prostate exam is a screening method that's used to look for early signs of prostate cancer, as well as making sure that your prostate is in good health. So the doctor is going to perform what's called a PSA blood test. There it is. And a DRE, that's digital rectal exam. 
All right, so let me go to this picture right here where you see the doctor who has a gloved, lubricated finger. And what they usually do is they're going, not what they usually, what they will do is insert the lubricated finger covered by a glove into the rectum to assess, to feel three areas, your rectum, your anus, and your prostate. And they're going to check for any abnormalities that may be there. Now, this is the equivalent to a woman who goes every year. I know they have a variation now on the years that are suggested. I go every year. Um, I will not miss. Um, this is the equivalent to a, a woman getting a pap smear, her annual exam, her uterus checked, uh, our urethra as well. So we go through these, I'm saying that to say, we go through these brief moments of discomfort for optimal health, for a bigger picture, for the greater good of our body and being whole and being well. With that being said, fellas, take a deep breath because I know that this is a stigma for many of you. I know even deeper than that, that it can be a trigger for, for some of our men as well. I would even dare to say for gay men, if it is not for a leisure experience, no one really cares for anything to be inserted in the, in the rectum. But for the benefit of your prostate health, I urge you, I beseech you, I ask you strongly to um, endure a brief moment. And I'm not, I'm not being loose with my words either. A urologist know, a really good urologist know how to successfully perform uh, this procedure. And so that's how uh, the prostate exam Let's go back to it. Here we are. So that's how the prostate uh, exam is facilitated. Uh, your PSA blood test, normal numbers, and I want to put this on the screen. So yes, please make sure that uh, you go and watch this. If you are not, if you're listening, I'm going to put it on the screen. And I've got what I love too about this episode, uh, fellas, is that I've got a lot of good information that I'm going to provide for you today. Make sure that you come back and watch this if you need to. Um, take notes if you need to. But 4.0 nanograms per milliliter and lower. That's considered uh, a healthy number, a normal number for your PSA, for your blood test. All right, so I wanna go on into, let's move right along and let's talk about keeping your prostate happy. I'm gonna, I wanna discuss with you four or five ways to keep the prostate healthy. We want a healthy prostate. We're gonna start with what I like to consider the first responder and the first defense. The first line of defense will most of the time be food because we can always, did it not, did my food slide not make it? Oh, there it is. Okay. I guess I, I didn't um, put it in the right order. But food is also always going to be a great addition and, a, and should be a natural part of your everyday life consideration. What you decide to put in your body uh, gives every part of your body a message. Are we going to be well and whole? Are we just going to... Um, fly by the seat of our pants? Are we just going to be reckless with it? Or how are we going to 
live with food. And so here are a few suggestions to keep the prostate healthy. And these are things that you can do every day. Now, I don't know for those of you who cook or who don't cook, men actually make pretty good chefs. So if you're, you know, if you're into cooking, look into some recipes on how you can incorporate these things. We're going to talk about our leafy greens, all of our leafy greens from your kale to your collards, to your broccoli, uh, to zucchini. Uh, let's see what else your cabbage. What else we got out there? Bok choy. If you don't about, if you don't know about bok choy, get into the bok choy. It looks like a huge, a huge stalk of celery, and celery is another one. Bok choy, bok choy is so good. You can steam it, you can stir fry. Oh, it is so good. But any of your your leafy vegetables, and then let's go to the fruits. So you've got berries, you've got a variety of fruits, but berries for sure because they are high in antioxidants. And then fish. Now in the picture, of course. The number one favorite of many people, not all, but many people is salmon. But you want fatty fish. You want cold water fish because of the uh, of the uh, omega threes, because it is a fatty fish. All of these contain and tomatoes as well. All of these contain vitamins and nutrients, antioxidants that protect against free radicals that enter the body through a poor diet or through other substances that you may be exposed to and not realize it. And then it also helps to regulate inflammation. And the reason that regulating inflammation is so important is because we want to keep the prostate at a healthy size. We're going to talk about enlarged prostate in a minute, but we want to keep the, we want to keep the prostate at a healthy size. Now, I like tomatoes as well because it has a, a, a special enzyme called lycopene, and that helps to lower the risk of uh, prostate cancer. Tomatoes, tomato juice, if you can tolerate tomato juice, some people actually like it. You've got nuts, that's also um, uh, mixed nuts, pistachios, um, what's another one? Sunflower seeds, believe it or not, uh, macadamia nuts, all of these mixed nuts are great omega-3s as well. And then let's talk a little bit about beverages. So, of course, you know, water is always number one. That's the number one. If you want to, you know, sp uh, spice up your water a little bit, do something like I'm doing for my household, for my husband and I this summer uh, to make sure that we're consuming enough water. And that's in infusing the water with your cucumber, your lime, your lemon, your mints, all that good stuff. And then even uh, what I've done is I've made, you, you can see it, I've made some strawberry ice. And it just it just makes drinking water more fun if it is a challenge for you because it is important. It removes a lot of a lot of uh, biochemical reactions in the body, right? So, what's a biochemical reaction? Let me go into this detour real quick. Um, let's say your body is not releasing uh, receiving enough water, so you're you're losing uh, water. Well, the biochemical reaction of that is going to be dehydration. All right. So just a very simple um, example of that. And green tea. Green tea has catechins and antioxidants in it. Um, hibiscus tea as well has uh, catechins and antioxidants in it as well. I will encourage you to limit or remove caffeine and uh, alcohol. So I think from a practical perspective... From a practical perspective, I'm going to say reduce and limit significantly. One of the reasons that you want to do that as it relates to prostate health is because um, caffeine 
and alcohol stimulates the need to urine. So it's going to make you want to urinate um, a lot more frequently. And that's one of the symptoms of having an enlarged prostate. We're about to get to that. Let me go back to these images so that you can see them. So the American Urological Association also rep, uh, recommends that you uh, lessen your dairy intake as well. Uh, limit your dairy because it will increase prostate cancer risk. So what does that mean? Let's kind of qualify and quantify what that looks like. That's going to be pretty much no more than one to three fourth cups of dairy a day or if you dairy product, cheese, a slice of cheese a day, uh, cottage cheese, one small mini bowl of cottage cheese. I don't know a lot of people that like cottage cheese, but if you do, I've tried to tolerate it, but I'm a texture person. So all of that going on in my mouth, I can't do it. That or can why I can't really do it. If you do cottage cheese, a small miniature bowl, not your regular bowl, but a small miniature bowl, um, you can do that. Uh, let's see what else, what else, what else? Um, pomegranate juice. I love pomegranate juice. Pomegranate juice is not just good for heart health, for blood pressure, but it's also good for um, prostate health. So AUA also recommends one eight ounce glass of pomegranate juice a day. That's going to be pure pomegranate juice. All right. That's not you mixing pomegranate juice with Kool-Aid, mixing your pomegranate juice with mango and all of that. Just pure 100% pomegranate juice is really good. All right, I want to move on. So that's your general nutrition one-on-one conversation as it relates to prostate nutrition. Let's talk a little bit more about, not more, but let's enter into... Um, Mental health now. Let's talk about mental health. And I'm going to come on the screen fully to say this. Now, mental health stress, stress for our men. It is far too common. Stress has become um, a weight that you all bear naturally and almost as expected. I know that there are many times that you don't have the safe spaces or feel that you have the safe spaces that a lot of uh, us as women do. Uh, but it is very important that you find ways to manage your stress. It is important. It is a silent killer and they do not call it a silent killer for nothing. So you've got to find some outlets. I want to encourage you to explore some things that you enjoy, that make you happy. Maybe you've got children or grandchildren and you want to go outside and experience fun with them. Get those good feel-good enzymes, that serotonin released in your body, that that dopamine that those endorphins finding ways to exercise listen revisit some hobbies some things that life took away from you because you have been so busy paying bills and and keeping things together and keeping yourself together and if you've got a family keeping your family together your friendships your relationships or whatever it is that life causes you to put all of the good things on the back burner I am here to tell you that they are necessary. You have got to revisit your hobbies. Start with one. My husband took up some new hobbies to help manage, you know, his stress because of the of the demand that he has as a man. And listen, this is not just for our black and brown men, of which I deal with a lot of stuff for, for black and brown people. This is for all of you. All of you men need to have ways that you cope, not 
Medicate the stress, but release stress. Find your outlet, that's one. Revisit hobbies, let me go back to these images, that's another one. Nurture the little kid in you. We all have an inner child. Your little kid is still there. Now you have to ask yourself, what is it that my, my little kid needs, that the little boy in me needs? What does, what does he need from me? That can stem from learning how to, that can range rather anywhere from taking breaks to maybe getting more professional help. Maybe, maybe there are some things inside that need to be dealt with that you bottled up for too long and it's caused you to, over, to overreact or to have uh, extreme outbursts or to be physical or to be abusive. Listen, whatever it is, I'm not going to judge you. I'm going to ask you to do what is needed. Number one, for your mental health, because you deserve that. And then as a byproduct of that, everybody that is in your life will receive the benefits of your process of being healed, being well and being whole. Okay. Um, and then have your village, have your community. Don't, you don't need a lot. You just need quality. You need one, two, or three good people. And I always say this as well. If you've got to start by paying for it by way of a health practitioner or a therapist or a counselor, many of them accept uh, insurance. We'll do a sliding scale. Check with your jobs. For those of you who have traditional jobs, I know for those of you who are, who are business owners, you're paying for all of that yourself. I get it. I understand it. I'm all of that stuff. Human resources, my insurance and all that stuff. So I get it. But whatever it is that you need to do, because your mental health does bear weight on your body. You already know this. When your mental health is off, your focus is off. Your eating is off. Your sleeping is off. Your sexual health is off. Your erections are not what they need to be or what you desire for them to be. Your interaction with your significant other isn't what it needs to be. Your interaction with your, with your circle, with your village is not what it needs to be. So we want to normalize mental health. You having a safe space you you finding that safe space because you deserve that. All right. Let's talk about lifestyle. Moving right along. Let's talk about lifestyle. Here are some things that you're going to want to consider removing. Smoking is one. Now, I'm not just preaching, teaching, talking to the people who smoke cigarettes. I'm talking about the vaping. Ooh. Sorry. Yes, I am. I just talked about this in an episode um, about, I think it was overweight. Can you be overweight and healthy? I think that was one of the, the points in that one. And I keep pulling at my glasses, y'all, because I have lashes on and my lashes are kind of long for the glasses. So if you see me continuing to do, to do this, that's, that's why. And then this little flap right here. I'm just, look, I'm honest and I'm real whether I'm live or whether it's pre-recorded. So if you see all this stuff going on, that's why. But at any rate, Vaping and uh, cannabis. Now, if you want to use, this is what I shared on the previous episode. If you desire to use cannabis, CBD as a, a medicine or for medicinal purposes, and I am going to do an episode about this, that's fine. But it does not have to include THC. The THC is the, <clears throat> excuse me, is the additional part of the CBD formula, uh, chemical 
formulation that gives you the euphoria, the euphoric. So it'll, it'll make you feel relaxed, but it's not healing anything. It's not fixing. It's not repairing anything. The THC simply provides the relaxation. We just talked about, we do not want to medicate our issues. We want to heal. We want to be well and we want to be whole. So stopping the smoking is a major part. Vaping and THC. Vaping is no healthier option either. Anything that involves the lungs and what is entering the lungs, what any kind of carbon dioxide, any type of um, foreign agent that is entering the lungs when you are engaging in an activity, most of the time is not healthy. Moving on, refer to your mental health coping tools. Just share that. Exercise and stay mobile. I will go back to... Um, these pictures here, a lot of you who like to cook, men tend to make really good cooks. Like naturally, my brother is not a cook, but he can barbecue. Like, I don't know what it is. Got his own little sauce and all of that. If cooking does it for you, um, find a way to be mobile. Find a way to exercise. Now, all of you who are listening and watching are of different ages. So it doesn't have to look today like it did yesterday. But you've got to commit to figuring out what that looks like for you. It matters for your metabolism, your cardiovascular health, your prostate health. Listen, all of you is one, you are a ecosystem. You're an ecosystem. One part of you flows and operates with the other. Prostate health is not just about how you're urinating. It's not just about how strong your erection is. It's not just about having a child. It's about all of these different factors that I'm taking the time to share with you today. I need you to understand that all of these factors are important. All right. Um, have the joy factors in your life. We're talking about lifestyle now. Laugh. Uh, go somewhere and enjoy life. Get regular prostate checkups, your annual exam, just like we as women have to do. Try for regular ejaculations. And I'm going to go to the next picture here. Now, it is strongly encouraged by urologists that you practice trying to have an erection and an ejaculation. Now, that could be through intercourse or that could be through a thorough masturbation. Sometimes you're trying to check the blood flow uh, of your penis. Several studies have shown that frequent ejaculation can have a positive effect on your prostate. So I want you to to I want to encourage you to and and also assure you that it is a normal activity and a, and a checking point for you to see and kind of gauge also how the status of your prostate is, the, the health and the status of your prostate is to try to have an ejaculation. It's the same thing that I will share with a woman who has severe menstrual cramps because that is a contraction of the uterus and because prostaglandins are being released and it sits on the nerve of her uterus, I will encourage her outside of, you know, uh, ibuprofen and all of those things to try to have an orgasm by way of intercourse or by way of masturbation because it relaxes the uterus. So you see how common our worlds actually are? I know it's the Venus and Mars thing, but not so much. We actually have some pretty, uh, some pretty common, some pretty health things 
in common. I said that all wrong. We've got some things in common when it comes to our health. All right, let's move on. I want to talk about, as you see in this picture, which is a faucet dripping water. It is an example of weak ejaculation. So we just talked about uh, the importance of checking your uh, penis with um, masturbation or through intercourse, making sure that um, you're engaging in one of the two. If you experience times of weak ejaculations, first of all, take a deep breath. Because I already know this is a sensitive topic. And also because there is so much bravado and bronze around being a man. Number one, that's why I wanted all of you guys, regardless of your identification, uh, to watch this. But also because I know many times so many of you are so busy with the brawn that you're not able to experience and feel the vulnerability. Okay. So we're talking about weak ejaculation. Take a deep breath because it happens. It happens. It happens from the youngest man in his twenties to the eldest. But although it happens, I'm encouraging you to try not to ignore the repeated experiences that you may have of poor ejaculation. So let's talk about some of the challenges of a poor, uh, of poor ejaculation. Let me pull that one up for you. Weak or weakened ejaculation can be subjective when it comes to its definition. It's not necessarily a medical diagnosis, having a weak ejaculation. There are a few reasons that you can have a weak ejac uh, have weak, weakened or weak ejaculation. That means it's consistent or you've noticed that you've had an experience. So weak or weakened. So it can come from several areas. It can come from a, a weakened pelvic muscles. So you've got pelvic muscles just like we've got pelvic muscles. And a muscle is going to do what a muscle does, which means it has to be strengthened. It has to be exercised. So for various reasons, if your muscle, if your pelvic muscles are not strong and you're not experiencing contraction in them like you should, um, you could experience weak ejaculation. Another one is low hormone levels. So a dip in your androgens, androgens, uh, your sex hormone like testosterone. That's a conversation that you want to have with your doctor. Let me say this as well. As you are maturing and aging in life, your hormones are going to change. There's a certain thing called menopause. I'm going to Make sure I share that information with you on another episode. There's a certain thing called menopause, just like women go through menopause. We got a lot in common, don't we? We do. All right. And so there also, here's another reason that you can be having a weakened, weak or weakened ejaculations. You can be on a medication. A medication can be doing it. Um, high blood pressure. Uh, if you're on medication for enlarged prostate. If you're on medication for depression, depression and anxiety, that can be a reason. If you're on medication as a result of treatment for prostate cancer, that can be a reason as well. I will say this for any of you who may be going through prostate cancer or you know someone, um, is that it is highly possible for you to resume having erections once you've come through that treatment. It takes time. For some men, it takes up to six months. Your urologist will recommend you give yourself six months to a year to strengthen and to regain, to, re to build up those nerves if the nerves haven't been crucially damaged based on the treatment that you've had. Your, your urologist will encourage you to practice for an erection and that it will take some time to rebuild it because you've got to build up the nerves again. There are a lot of nerve endings that are, uh, that are in your reproductive organs. Okie dokie. All right. So I just, matter of fact, I was just about to mention, speaking of nerve damage, 
Um, nerve damage caused by, of course, treatment that I just mentioned uh, that may be from cancers, different types of cancers, but particularly prostate cancer from multiple sclerosis or from diabetes. So diabetes, most of the people that experience diabetes is going to be type two. That's lifestyle, which means you can correct that. You can reverse that. That's something that is in your power to take charge of because a lot of times you're, you, when you're going through things, it always, already makes you feel slightly in, disempowered. Well, empower yourself with your lifestyle. I'm not telling you that you've got to eat this quote unquote clean buzz fad that's going on, but I am saying that you want to make sure that your life is balanced and modest in all areas. And as it relates to diabetes, you have the power to, to fix that. Um, retrograde ejaculation is something that you may not be aware of, but this happens as well. And that typically occurs when semen enters your bladder instead of emerging through your penis when you're ready to have an orgasm. It's not painful, but it can be a cause for some men who are experiencing infertility. All of these things that I just mentioned to you and more are reasons for you to have a conversation with your urologist. Symptoms and signs. We're almost there. Almost at the, the finish line. Symptoms and signs of a troubled prostate. Take a deep breath. All right, let's go on. Here are some, some areas that I do want you to pay attention to. Difficulty starting your urination. So if you're feeling the urge to urinate, but it's, you have this dramatic theatrical pause before the urine is actually released, then that's something that you want to make a notation, make a note of. Weak or interrupted flow of urine. So you don't have a strong, steady stream of urinating. You want to make a notation of these things. And I'm telling you to make a notation because I want you to, I want you to maintain empowerment. I want to make sure that, that you maintain a sense of focus and not helplessness. Notate these things. The same thing I tell the ladies. Notate things that you're feeling. The third thing, third sign or symptom that you want to be watchful of is urinating often. If you are urinating frequently, especially at night. So I talked about, remember the, the beverages I talked about? Alcohol. You don't want to use alcohol as a medication to help you sleep at night and you already don't know the state of your prostate. You like a lot of caffeine shots and espresso shots and all of that stuff in your beverages. You want to start limiting those things significantly. Not just because the health and wellness industry is always ant, 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 but because you've got your prostate health to consider. Here's another one. Blood um, in your urine or your semen. That's not anything that you want to take lightly, regardless of the color of the blood and re regardless of the volume of the blood. If you see any blood from spotting to flow, in your urine or your semen, make a notation. You're going to talk to your doctor about this. Trouble completing emptying your bladder. So you're, you're urinating, but you don't feel like you have completed um, your urination. You don't feel like your bladder is empty. You still feel this fullness or your pressure or a pressure that can also be felt in your back. If you feel it in your back. That's also uh, something that you want to make a notation of, okay? And then lastly, pain or burning during urination. Now, that could be various things. We'll talk about that in another episode when it comes to sexual health. Pain or burning, you want to make what? 
a notation of it. But here's the silver lining. Take another deep breath. There are a lot of treatments, a lot of protocols, a lot of tools that a doctor, a urologist can provide you with, can share with you, um, can explain to you when it comes to prostate health. Everything is not doom and gloom. Everything is not um, the grand finale as it relates to your manhood, feeling like a man, being able to operate as a man. There are so many different tools and treatments, but if you don't have the conversation, if you don't go and get your prostate exam, if you don't allow yourself the opportunity to have that moment with your doctor, then you will not benefit from all of the different treatments and the protocols that are available. So what do you need to know about your prostate health? Treatments don't necessarily translate as pain. It's not all pain. Have a doctor that you feel comfortable with, number one, so that you can have open, honest, vulnerable dialogue. And if you got a significant other in your life, it is my hope that you can have open and vulnerable conversation with them. And ladies, if you're listening or if you're not heterosexual, but you have a partner and you're listening to this, partners, if you're listening, it is my prayer that you are supportive and encouraging because no man wants to feel less than okay encourage him going to the doctor encourage your unconditional love and support those things matter we talk about mental health that's a big deal that's a big part i know there are some of you who have been put down and who've been talked to rudely because maybe your reproductive health, your sexual health is not where it needs to be, where you would even like for it to be. And if that has been your experience, I will say that I'm sorry that you've had that experience. But this is what you need to know about prostate treatment. That it doesn't necessarily, everything doesn't necessarily translate in pain. And here's the other thing. If you feel any pain from anything, because everyone has a different uh, level of pain management, say something. You don't have to endure pain. I tell women this all the time, but our men especially because you, it, we are in a culture of masculinity, meaning that you show no emotion, you have no emotion, you plow through, you push through. It's not necessary, especially when it comes to your health. It's not nece necessary to endure. And a good urologist, by my love, a good urologist, a good doctor will encourage it, will embrace it, and will move right on to the next option that is available. Because I told you that there were several. Y'all, I'm this, this our last right here? <laughs> we on the struggle bus. We going to have it out. All right. So my last message to you all, and then we're going to get ready for our summary, is to take your notes to your doctor. Take care of your health because, number one, you're worth it. You are worth it. You deserve that. And then again, your family, your friends are a beneficiary of that. And then empower yourself by knowing as much of your family history as possible. Now, for you men, this may be a little more challenging than it is for us, for women, because we talk a little bit more. But let's say if you're from the boomer generation or if your family or if your parents are from the silent generation or from the depression era, you don't know a lot. And many times men don't talk, number one, if they went to the doctor or if they are even aware. But listen, 
We can end these cycles. If you've got your father, if you have children, uh, if you are taking care of young men, whatever the case may be, have the conversations. You won't know everything and that's okay, but try to know as much as you possibly can. We're talking about empower, empowerment. You don't have to be subjected to something just because you're unaware or you don't have the knowledge or the know-how of what to do and how to fix it. You just have to be responsible for speaking up. You have to be responsible for saying something. Um, and this is the last one. You have a right to a second and a third opinion. If you don't like what you've been told, not because you're being dismissive, but maybe because you don't like the experience that you had at that doctor's appointment, or this is not your regular doctor or your urologist or whatever your, your significant case is, you have the right. These are patient rights where you can go and get a second or a third opinion, or you can get a referral. Or you can maybe ask even your peers. Hopefully you, your peers are those who you have conversation about uh, these kind of things with. And if not, then just get a referral from a doctor or you can call another one. Keep a log of anything you notice. This is it. We're almost done. Keep a log of anything that you notice. The feeling. What does it feel like? A burn, a sting. Giving you some, in, some um, examples. A burn, pressure, a sting, a prick. Take notice of the volume of your urine, thin, stopped, abrupt. The color of your urine. Color is going to vary based on diet, based on supplements that you're taking, all that kind of stuff. Time it, put the date and the time so that the doctor can track when these things are happening. Any odors or smells that you may, uh, that you may notice, make documentation. Look, this is how you empower this is how you empower yourself, okay? Laugh, have fun, and have a doctor that you can trust. Here's the last thing. I uh, purposely did not give any supplementations or herbs in this episode because this is really about the fundamentals, but I am going to leave with you one, one that I love. Matter of fact, I'm gonna put it on the screen here. One that I love, one that I promote, one that I trust, and a lot of urologists that are familiar with supplementation and herbology will also approve this one as well. I'm gonna put a scroll on this one. What is it? Drum roll, please. It is saw palmetto. And this is what this is how it's spelled. S-A-W, second word, palmetto, P-A-L-M-E-T-T-O. I love it because it promotes healthy prostate and it promotes healthy urinary function. Now I'm gonna give you two, I'm gonna put this up as well. And then for those of you who are listening, I will put it in the show notes. Uh, I'm gonna put two recommendations. I am not a brand ambassador for them, so I'm not getting paid for sharing these two with you, but because I am familiar with them, I have had male clients that I have recommended these two. They are high, this is why they are high quality and they are great fatty acid, and that's what you need. These are the two. Uh, Flowmentum and Super Beta. Flowmentum and Super Beta. Where can you get them? You can get them at good, uh, you can get them at uh, vitamin stores, you can get them at uh, certain pharmacies, um, you can get them at uh, some grocery stores. So, I, you know, you all are, are nationwide. I'm going to share some that I'm familiar with uh, Publix, 
uh, H-E-B, Sprouts, of course, all of those high-end um, grocery stores. You may even want to check your Targets. Targets are nationwide. Get on this saw palmetto. You can get on this as proaction. You can get on this currently if you are having an issue, if you've got enlarged prostate, um, and then share it with your doctor because there's nothing that I'm going to encourage that I'm not going to encourage you to also share with your doctor. Ah, deep breath. We made it. We made it. So um, that's going to conclude this episode on prostate health. Look, I encourage you to contact me, subscribe to this channel, visit my website. There's uh, good information on there for women and men. It's holisticallywell.co, holistically with a W. Listen, this has been your well woman, practitioner Lashana Moore. Thank you for joining me. And as always, be well and be whole until the next time.